It's dumpster fire playoff mode, and we're already in it. No jacking around. Straight to it. By the way, new segment, uh, Brandon's Sexy Six Pack. He's got uh, prize picks to make you say, mmm, a sexy six-pack. I thought this was going to be our new thumbnail or something. Brandon's sexy six-pack. That's usually, it's in there somewhere. You just got to dig through the fat to find it. (laughs) Sexy six-pack coming up for Brandon. Um, We'll also, I guess, no reason to predict the Chiefs, so let's just start talking DFS this week as... JKNKC, Captain Caterpillar, Brandon, and myself, Brady, are in playoff mode. Let's start out with stacks of the week. Joe, give me your favorite stack of the week. Uh, I think I'm going to uh, Vanilla Vic as my favorite stack of the week. I would be worried that Barkley gets all the run there. Uh, Not that he, you know, granted he has some rushing upside, but why do you say? I mean, yes, Barkley has some rushing upside. I mean, is obviously going to get the bulk of the carries, but Vanilla Vic is going to do some running himself, and he's going to be dropping the ball off to Barkley, who is obviously a phenomenal pass-catching back as well. So I'm not too worried about um, Barkley stealing all of the points because I don't think he's going to do it all on the ground. I don't really hate the idea of going Vanilla Vic with Barkley. Uh, in the same lineup, especially since it's a smaller slate. Um, We don't have to be as perfect. This is more the time that we want to uh, have the stacks because we don't have to score 300 points this week to win a tournament. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, obviously that might be the case, but more often than not, these smaller slates should be lower scoring. Well, and I think Daniel Jones with Barkley is probably a counterintuitive stack. So you do have to like that fact as well. Looks like Stochastic is pra- uh, projecting the uh, giant stack at about 11% owned uh, at this point. Before we get to my stack, uh, what do we know about the quarterback situations in Baltimore and Miami? Uh, Tua is not playing. I know that. Um, I, I, The last I heard, Skylar Thompson was starting, but... Stochastic has Teddy Bridgewater as projection. Like, he has a projection, so they think he's playing. Mm. I know he has a broken thumb or something, and I haven't heard anything about Lamar coming back. So If Lamar's back, I'm going straight Baltimore all day. I think that's a fairly easy call if he's back. Um, if not, I'm going Burrow. I'm going Cincinnati stack against Baltimore, a 20% owned, according to Stochastic right now. Buffalo up top at 30, uh, decent value with Cincinnati as well. And I think a lot of people will be scared off of Cincinnati a little bit because of Baltimore's defense. Um, but I do like them. Brandon, did you want to chime in at all on either either of those calls? Uh, I, I'm not sure why you would go Baltimore. I'd like to hear more of why. Well, I mean, Lamar, if he's playing, I'm going Lamar. The dude's going to run. He's uh, he's going to get you. He definitely has rushing up a, upside. How healthy is he, though? He hasn't even been practicing it like at all. That's my concern with Lamar is, one, it was a knee injury, and two, he hasn't been on the practice field since he's been out with this injury. So, I mean, obviously he didn't take a year and a half off or whatever, two years off that Deshaun Watson did, but he's not the best thrower of the ball as it is. And if he's limited whatsoever running the ball, I'm concerned that, and I'm not wanting to pay the third highest price on a six game slate for Lamar Jackson, who I would normally pay more for that, more for him, but I don't know if he's going to be full strength and be running or not. Well, here's the question. Could he have come back sooner? I feel like he would have come back. If he could have come back sooner, he would have been practicing by now. But he literally hasn't touched the practice field. That makes me like him even more because he'll be extra low owned. Uh, But he is expensive. Um, But I think that lower ship right now, just on him, they're projecting him to be the lowest owned at 9% below Teddy Bridgewater somehow at 10 and Skylar Thompson at 10. So I don't know if they're just saying 10% for whoever Miami's quarterback is. I don't know Probably. how they're projecting that. I mean, they're also projecting Lamar Jackson for only 16. Points. I just, I think if you want to do that when you're, you know, taking a low risk or a high risk, just but low reward, like you throw it in like a, as one of your five entry max or three entry max things just to try it. That's fine. But 
I wouldn't put any big money on that. The other one I really like is um, Brock Purdy. He's 5,300. He obviously throws to running backs. George Kittle looks great lately. Um, Debo's back. San Francisco looks really good right now. Seattle on the other side of the ball looks awful. Also, Brock Purdy, uh, shout out Big 12. My wife's alma mater. Uh, Iowa State coming in hot. Um, They're calling him Big Cock Brock. Why, Why do we have to bring a dick into every nickname? I don't know, dude. I don't know. But if I was going pure play, I I do like I do like him a lot. Um, any other quarterbacks you guys want to mention? I mean, if I'm going to go a stack this week, I think I don't know what their projected is, but I, I think I'm going to do Josh Allen this week. He's he's definitely the highest projected by quite a bit, but he's also the most expensive by quite a bit. Well, which is kind of which is kind of weird to me because la- the last couple of times he's played Miami he hasn't played very well so I mean for his standards I don't know maybe maybe I'll rethink it but I I feel like this whole Buffalo thing is kind of oh gosh I, I mean it's just been kind of like it's almost like meant to be you know what I mean I know like, I'm a little worried about that myself yeah I, so but I, the ones you guys but the I mean Kirk Cousins plays middle of Sunday so that kind of makes me nervous so is Dak Prescott, the worst option on the slate. I'd rather take, okay, Lamar's considerably more expensive, but Dak Prescott is going to come out there. He's going to throw interceptions. He's going up against Tampa Bay. The game is going to be low scoring. Let me look at the total, but I can't imagine. 43 on the over-under there. Uh, So that is very, very low. Um and he's got too many running backs. I mean, Dak Prescott is the worst play of the weekend. I don't know that he's the worst play of the weekend. I mean, that's a game that I'm trying to target because I think it is sneaky shootout. Um, I think the three games that I'm trying to target the most this weekend are Giants, Vikings, uh, Jags, Chargers, and that game. I mean, Jags, Chargers, I can see. Sure, Giants, Vikings, maybe, but let's look at the totals right now. Um, Let's see, there's 42, there's 47, um, Giants, Vikings, 47. I can see why you're staying away from uh, Ravens, Bengals, because it's a seven-point spread, Um, but Cowboys, Bucks, right now, implied totals 23 to 20. I'm taking the Bucks. The Bucks are the dog currently, but I'm taking them in the points for sure. Dallas has looked bad lately. The Bucks have all the weapons in the world to be able to make this a, a, a high-scoring game, and C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard on the other side make me think that the Cowboys can stay with them if they get those to the ball. Uh, also, obviously, Gallup on the outside if they can get him the ball. Um, getting them the ball is the problem, but but aren't we talking about two of the better defenses? In not the really. I mean, against the run, yeah. The Cowboys' defense is pretty good. The Bucks' defense is good against the run, but not necessarily many other places. I think they're lacking in the secondary recently. Yeah, actually. but they're going up against but, Dak. Yeah, but we know but we, Dak has Dak been is great whack, in the past. Bro. He he's Figure been that. bad for like the last six weeks or something but <laughs> i mean but he's but i mean he has but he's been kind of up and down but here's the thing everybody's dogging and this is the week where i mean it's going to be a close game so there's going to be a lot of throwing involved but i think the biggest thing that people won't play him if you're doing the full slate is just because or the tom brady is because it's so late you know it's, nobody wants to wait that long to see i mean they're not going to see green until you know one second into the as everything starts, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. telling you, take the under and the bucks on that game. I, it's That's going to be a bad way to end the week. Listen, uh, I'm just saying if I can get either of those quarterbacks with the weapons that they have playing against each other, at they're both at six, at just under 7% for both of them. They have both shown in the past that they can put up big numbers, and I am willing to make a bet that – that game will go over. So what about Joe Burrow? Nobody's even talking about him. I don't I I mean, I think Joe Burrow's in a good spot. He's obviously got great weapons. I just don't think Baltimore can hang, and I think that, that second half might be let's hand it off and not do much. 
Yeah, but they don't have really a run game. Joe Mixon really doesn't get a ton of yards. Um, but Jamar Chase, though, man, it's like, God, he's like impossible to stop. Uh, anyways, yeah, you guys bring up good points with all those. I don't I don't really know on the stack which one's best. I, I guess this week it's like figuring out which game's going to be the – I mean, last time, you know, Joe was right, Vanilla Vicks game, that game got crazy. So it started off super slow, but then it ended crazy and everybody went off. So I'm guessing if you go that stack, are you bringing it back with Jefferson? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's the other reason that I like Vanilla Vic because he's 5,600 and it, it allows me to get up to guys like Justin Jefferson who's mm-hmm. under – I mean, he's, he's what, 700 less than he was last week? I mean, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the Giants defense definitely doesn't scare me. I mean, yeah. you could just no, go full no, on game stack not. there, and possibly it be it, it end up being a thirty-five to forty-two game, and you have all the points. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. This could be interesting. Yeah, I so mean, it, on these it, on these shorter slates, I think we're just looking for a game or two that we can hammer and hope that that's the shootout of the week. And if it is, we're counting our money on the way to the bank. Uh, let's talk running backs. I think one reason Saquon Barkley is going to be so highly owned is because that's one of the few backfields where we're not seeing a fairly heavy split, right? If you're talking about San Francisco, uh, Elijah Mitchell's getting a lot of run. Obviously, in Dallas, you have Pollard and you have um, Zeke. Even in Cincinnati, uh, P. Ryan, um, you know, he – he gets a lot of that passing down work, and if it does get a little bit of out, a little bit out of hand, you could see him handing off the ball a ton. Um, as far as running backs go, I kind of like Kenneth Walker um, this week. I, I just think I know San Francisco's good. I expect that game to be um, kind of lopsided on the San Francisco side. If it is close at all, I expect Kenneth Walker to get. Um, a lot of run. Uh, he's not projecting super well. Uh, another guy in that range, playoff Lenny, he said, tweeted out, said playoff Lenny is back. So we'll see again. I think that's going to be a fairly low scoring game. Um, I just don't, I don't see, although despite uh, Mike Evans with the 15 touchdown game, finally uh, in the playoffs, uh, um, pl- the fantasy playoffs, I don't see that game being crazy. And then it's hard to fade for me, Christian McCaffrey, if you can afford him. The dude is just awesome. Who do you take this week if you had to, Jefferson or McCaffrey? I'd take McCaffrey for sure. I mean, Justin Jefferson, just for the guaranteed points, right? And I think McCaffrey has just as high of a ceiling with a higher floor than Jefferson. Uh, Joe, running backs. What do you think? I mean, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of opposite of your first statement here. Um, I don't know that, like, I'm, I'm not too worried about timeshares this week. Like all these, all these guys that are clearly the guy and are getting 65, 70% in the regular season, I think are going to get bumped up to 85, 90% this week. So, um, I, I'm more willing to throw in the Christian McCaffrey's who, yeah, there's a second guy in that backfield, but he's he's clearly the guy. They, there's nothing to rest him for anymore. Like he's got to get out and go. Uh, same with Austin Eckler. Um, I think Dalvin Cook's going to get more of the workload than he normally does. Uh, Did he get hurt last week, though? I don't think so. I think that they just decided to rest him because they didn't have anything to uh, play for. Yeah, I but I, I thought he got injured on a play. That's why Madison came in. But maybe not. I don't know. But, but look, 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 look. Here's the thing. I don't think Elijah Mitchell is necessarily just the backup. I mean, I think he's an important part of that offense. Same thing with Tony Pollard and Zeke. I would I would agree more with Zeke and Pollard, but no, I, I Elijah Mitchell isn't getting the the same amount of stats that he's been getting. No way. And- Okay. Okay. Maybe maybe if it becomes a blowout, then they start throwing him in there to take the hits. But early in the game, I don't I don't think Elijah Mitchell's getting his normal thirty percent or whatever he normally has been getting. Lately, they've been high value touches, right? What did he have? Like five carries and two touchdowns last week. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. All I know is every week when Christian McCaffrey plays, uh, I get the same PFF guy hitting me with a Christian McCaffrey has scored or gone over 100 points 30 bajillion weeks in a row. I can't remember who it is, but... Any other running back comments that you got for us? Anybody else you're considering that maybe nobody else is? I mean, I, I don't... Yeah, I don't, I, don't know if this is, I don't know if this is the week not to, to try to find somebody cheap unless you know of anybody. Yeah, I mean, there aren't really even many good cheap options. Like, I mean, I guess you could go to Jeff Wilson because it sounds like uh, Mostert might not play this week. So if, if Mostert's not playing, then Jeff Wilson's probably not a bad call at 5,400. Uh, Fat Len is only 5,300, so those are probably the two cheapest guys you want to go. Um, yeah, I'd say Wilson would be the best out of those two, only because Mostert destroyed Buffalo last time they played. Yeah, so... That's about the, that's about the only way you can beat Buffalo, it seems like. I mean, either of those are probably okay plays, but I think that you're... If you go that route, you're you're obviously limiting your upside because I don't think Jeff Wilson's having a Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey-like game. Not that you absolutely need him to, but then you need a wide receiver to put up one of those games. Let's talk wide receivers then. Um, Mike Williams sounds like he's going to come back. Um, if he doesn't, do you think that's better for Keenan Allen or Austin Eckler, Brandon? Uh, I mean, I think this is a monster Keenan Allen type of th- type of uh, week anyways. I just – He's a target machine regardless. I just think you're going to get more out of him. If you're, if anybody I think benefits the most, I think it's going to be like a Josh Palmer. But, I mean, with okay. if, if Mike Williams is out for sure, then I almost – I mean, even if I don't play Herbert, I'm locking in Allen and Eckler. Like it's – there's just too much volume that's going to go to those guys. I think um, C.D. Lamb currently is projected one, two, three, four, five, sixth. Out of wide receivers, I would bump him up. I think when it's time to win and time to go, primetime Monday night, CD's nuts is what uh, Tampa Bay is going to see. And I expect him to go off. Um, and his price isn't bad. I mean, it's 7700 It's more than Keenan Allen. I'd just Allen, like you to make up your mind, sir. 700 What do you mean? Dak sucks, Dak sucks, Dak sucks. CD Lamb's going to CD's nuts. CD's nuts. <laughs> Yeah, because that's like the, they're going to be down. Dak's going to be slinging it all over the place. They're going to be down because he's going to throw away a couple Listen, balls. I hear you, but like, he's going to throw a couple interceptions. So stay away from Dak, but you can single stack CD Lamb. I'd rather go the Tom Brady stack on the other side. CD is the only bring back. But I mean, what's what what game breaking game is CD having that Dak's not having a freaking ridiculous game too? Like two interceptions, I'm losing well, two points. That's that's just awful. No, no, no. I know, but he could get a ton of catches and maybe score. And you could see him getting okay. So maybe he doesn't break the slate. High floor, high ceiling. Um, but I don't like Dak. So let me say high floor, low ceiling on CD Lamb. I mean, How's I that? Think, Is that more I think reasonable? That's fair. I think that's more. He's probably not going to, but along the lines of you, he's not going to blow his, uh, he's not going to get his, uh, he's not going to go five times his price. That'll well, and you. if he does, then you if, want Dak because he's scoring two, yes. three touchdowns and yes. all sorts of good stuff. If you're looking for somebody that's going to go five times his uh, cost, you got to be looking at like Zay Jones or um, somebody like that. Adam Thielen, maybe, right? Somebody like that. Josh Palmer, like Brandon added um, and mentioned. That's where I'd be going. I think with some of these guys, you got to go for the higher floor. And like you said, because we're not going for 300, we're going for uh, considerably lower scores. Talk to us about wide receivers, John. Um, I mean, obviously with me talking up uh, Vanilla Vic, I'm pretty high on Justin Jefferson this week. I think he is the uh, go-to bring back in that game. Um, honestly, if if Mike Williams doesn't play, I like Keenan Allen a little less because Mike Williams is more of that mm-hmm. go-down-the-field mm-hmm. guy and Keenan Allen's the uh, shorter over-the-middle guy. Um, and I, I don't know that I love stacking Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler just because they're both kind of fighting for those 
drop off 10 yards and tighter uh, balls. Um, other than that, um, I'm probably going to go to some of these Jacksonville wide receivers. Uh, they've been tearing it up the last few weeks. Uh, that being Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, those kind of guys, because um, I'm going to need to save mm-hmm. some salary after I'm going up for Justin Jefferson and uh, trying to get one of these running backs at least. And then uh, I, I probably get to go some Hodgins or Ricky James or or Richie James or uh, somebody like that to save some salary and get my Vanilla Vic some uh, stacking options there. Trent Sherfield. Is that what you no, said? I said Isaiah Hodgins did and you Richie say, James. Are you even listening to me? Did you say Julio Jones? Hard pass, man. I mean, he's been getting some action, hasn't he? I have no idea, has he? Okay. Yes. Take your word for it. Um, Brandon, thoughts, two cents on any of that stuff? I mean, I get the whole Keenan Allen thing, but I feel like they're on the mission right now and they, I think they want, I don't know. They seem pretty dangerous right now. And I don't, I mean, Keen Allen caught a couple deep passes against Denver, uh, one for like 30 some yards. So I don't, he just seems like he's on another level right now. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I may not, I may go Josh Palmer instead. He may, I mean, last time he played Jacksonville, they couldn't stop I mean, Jacksonville can't stop the pass. So, uh, I mean, yeah. like, well, I mean, they just, they can't. So it's like last time Herbert, when they lost 38 to 10, it's like Josh Palmer still, you know, they all, well, Allen didn't even play against them. So, right. I mean, my, my only issue with Keenan Allen is, is he like, he has to score or he's three X at the very best. Like he's, he had two, two games in the last five weeks that he had 12 and 11 receptions. Mm-hmm. One of those games, he had 12 receptions, 92 yards, and he got 21.2 points. That's just at three X. Um, so if this was a cash game, then sure, great play. But we need the the game that he had last week, which was eight for one hundred two and two touchdowns. Right, right, yeah. I mean, I get that. So yeah, I mean, this looking for ceilings for sure. Yeah. So I mean, um, he's he's just always been more of a great cash play to me because we know that he's going to get targeted a billion times, and those weeks mm-hmm. that he falls in the end zone or gets two red zone targets out of those 14. Great. But we just don't know when that's going to happen. He's, he's definitely more of a move the chains guy to me, possession receiver than a get in the end zone or go deep kind of a guy. Mm -hmm. Um, If I could leave a note for the editor to edit out my Julio Jones comment. um, He had uh, two targets the last two weeks. That's good. So yeah. Wait, two combined so, or two uh, maybe, each yeah. of the last two weeks? Two each of the last two weeks. Oh man, that's great. Getting loaded up with balls. The guy that uh edits this for the all, all the money, then go ahead and edit that out. That'd be awesome. Um let's talk the best position in football, a tight end. Um, George Kittle, far and away the most expensive tight end on the slate, 900 more than Mark Andrews, but it's reasonable and you can see why two, seven touchdowns for Kittle over his last four games. Um, They blew out Arizona and he played 71% of snaps uh, two weeks before that over 90% of the snaps. His a dot has been um, decent too. yards per target. Uh, 18 and 15 in weeks 15 and 16 against Seattle and Washington. So not bad. Block, uh, Brock Purdy is uh, slanging it to him. So I love Kittle because I already said I like um, the Brock Purdy um, because I like the Brock Purdy stack. The other guy I'm looking at as well, tight end, is Kate Otten. Um, in week 16, he had seven targets. In week 17, he had six targets. Um, Last week, they got blown out by Atlanta, and he had one catch for five yards. Um, But he's super cheap. Tom Brady and tight ends, he's a tight end under 3K. So I don't hate going there because I think at the end of the day, you can go – I like to either go Kittle, who's clearly up at the top, or somebody down there under the 3K mark and um, 
spinned up other places. Joe, tight ends? Um, I, man, I mean, Kittle is projecting horribly, but I'm sure he's been projecting horribly for the last few weeks, and Brock Purdy is obviously loving him some George Kittle. So I don't hate going Kittle. Um, probably have Hawkinson in quite a few of my um, Giants stacks because I'm trying to overstack that game. Um, and then, man, if, I, if I'm trying to find somebody super cheap, I, I'll throw some Ballinger in there because he's a giant. But past that, uh, I, I don't know that I'm going to be down here a whole lot. Maybe maybe go with the, the gentle giant, uh, Donald Parham. <laughs> is the second tight end on that um, team. So where are you going? Like, Well, he's going that yeah, Minnesota. For the, for the most New part, I'm going to be in that game. Um, so like what, Bellinger or something? Yeah, Bellinger or Hawkinson for the most part. What about part. Irv Smith? He had three targets last game. Yeah, I mean, it's just – I mean, sure, we could go there too. But Well, I mean, I almost feel like you almost have to punt this position. Like in general, if you want to like – I don't know. There's just – if you want to get some top elite guys, I mean, it's pretty – I mean, Auden's not bad. He's kind of a he's, – he's kind of a ceiling type guy. He's either going to be shitty or he's going to be – I mean – I mean, Donald Parham has 12 targets on the season. Yeah, I mean, Donald Parham was just uh, – I'm throwing it out there for shits and giggles. It wasn't like a real legit – I mean, if you're throw. throwing out shits and giggles, go with somebody with a cool name like Trey McKitty. Here, McKitty, oh, Kitty, dear. Kitty, right? Go with go – with, go with, Listen, no? I mean, I, right. I don't hate completely punting the position and just throwing it out there like and hoping that he gets – one catch for a touchdown, but there are tight ends on this on this slate that could break the slate, and that's that's my only concern. Like we have right. four guys at the top that have all had thirty plus point games this season. So, right. So that's what I'm saying. You're either finding one of those guys you love, or going for one of these twenty five hundred dollar guys, right? Jasicki, yeah. Cameron, Brait, right? Donald Parham, somebody like that. Yeah, I mean. Somebody Definitely, on the cheap. I mean, well, there's not really a whole lot of middle guys here. And I guess you could go like a Dalton right. Schultz. I mean, but. Hayden Hurst, Gerald Everett, Noah Font, yeah. Fant, somebody you like could that. Just uh, go like double tight end on the low. And, oh, don't do it. And then, and then, that's uh, not a bad and then, idea. And then pay up for a couple of top notch receivers like Chase and, yeah, Chase but dude, and Jefferson. The, you, you really got to get that right because you're essentially planning on two zeros. Uh, not necessarily. Check this right? out. Okay. I have zero money left to spend. All right. Check this out. Yes. I'm going with Vanilla Vic. Okay. Just. It's a good start. It is a good start because, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, we usually hit all around it and we just never put the right lineup together. So I'm going with guys we've talked about, right? So you got Vanilla Vic. And then you got Christian McCaffrey. And then the only oddball that you guys hadn't mentioned, because I still think there's going to be – you need some people in that Buffalo offense, is some Devin Singletary. And he might – one time – the one time he played – or the twi- two times he played Miami this year, he went for like 25 and like 12. So if you can at least get – Are you worried about Cook? I'm not worried about anything. I'm just worried about just maximizing my my receivers and pass catchers. So I'm I'm trying to fit in McCaffrey, Chase, and Jefferson. Okay, so that's the running back at that. I mean, you could put Cook in there. That's fine, but I'm just saying because Cook has outtouched Singletary the last. Yeah, but I mean well, that game was kind of. I don't. I don't really. I don't. I don't look at that game. I mean, I just don't. That game was kind of just – they didn't really have to play anybody. It was just more emotion. So, And I think I think he had – yeah, Cook only had one less touch or maybe two yeah. less touches the prior week right. before Cincinnati gets, game. So I'm just concerned uh, that they're trying to give James Cook this backfield. I mean, they've been trying to give everybody but Devin Singletary right. this backfield over the last few Miami years. This year, is my only concern. The, twi- the two times they played Miami, uh, Devin Singletary has 12 catches for over 100 yards. So, if you're looking to – he's probably yeah, going to be low-owned because nobody wants to play him. He's 5,500. I mean, that's just my point. I, I think you got to get a piece of that game, and if, if Josh Allen's really going to be that high-owned, that means Diggs is going to be high-owned. 
And it goes south like this where it gets out of hand and they just run the ball and they split it between Cook and Singletary. Singletary gets in the end zone once, you're in great shape. So, But anyways, back to the rest of this lineup. So far, it's fire, right? Okay. <clears throat> and Okay, so next, starting the wide receivers, Jamar Chase, <laughs> who can go off for 38, 40 points at any time. Then you got Isaiah Hodgins, who's been tearing it up lately at 4,100. Yep. I know Joe likes that pick. Yep. Okay. Justin Jefferson. Listen, I'm all in so far. As you and then you have Dawson Knox, and then you have Kate Otten, who uh, Brady was pretty high on there. And then if you go to your defense at a 2700, which is fairly cheap, and you look at the last six weeks or five weeks that this team has been playing defense: 15, 17, 14, 12, and 12. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh. Okay. okay, that 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 seems like a pretty solid lineup there. I think. And so, who are you? Two tight ends, Kate Dawson and Knox. Who? All right, but but you but you get <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. I mean, there is something to be said if those are Listen, the three guys that, that all put up thirty-five. You're in a really good spot. Right. And then you got Vanilla Vic who can put up 35 again. Here he did it once this year against Minnesota. Okay, I'm going to put that in. Send it over. I already did. Well, I already, okay. But nobody, nobody ever responds to mine because – You didn't send it over. I, I don't have my phone. Oh, well, yeah. Because I'm focused <laughs> on the podcast. Because Listen, I'm like I'm in playoff mode, bro. So I'm am not I. Just I'm in catching bag mode. Let's go. All right, let's. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Just quickly, I would I would rather go Bellinger over Knox there to go with my Vanilla Vic, and then throw in a guy, a random guy like Isaiah McKenzie instead of Cade Otten and the double tight end. Yeah, and that's fine. But but the fact is, is you like the lineup because you see the super top heavy superstars that are going not going to come off the field and not you don't have to worry about them which are Jamar Chase, Jeff Jefferson and McCaffrey, right? Yeah, I'm listen, I'm not disagreeing with the lineup. I'm just disagreeing with the two tight end aspect of the lineup. And that's cool. I mean, I'm I'm I have all ears, man. I just want to win and catch bags. That's it. <laughs> okay, speaking of catching bags, new segment. Um, again, if we could add a note for the uh, editor uh, to put in some sexy music here. It's time for the Captain Caterpillar. Oh, I feel like I need, while we're at it, hang on. I feel like I need some uh, some mic effects. So maybe uh, the guy who's editing this could also throw on some. This guy's to wait. 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 <laughs> now it's time for. Captain Caterpillar's sexy six-pack. That extra, extra, extra tight set of picks to win you a bag on prize picks playoff weekend one. Captain Caterpillar, your uh, sexy six-pack, please. All right, for all you lovebirds out there, BDJ. <laughs> Uh, you guys want a six banger? Well, I'm about to give you one. Let's hear it. All right. So right now the lines and they will change. So if you want to get on some of that six banger action, you better look at it now. So the first one that stands out to me is uh, who I've talked about earlier is Josh Allen. His passing yards prop is 253 and a half. Yes. Now you guys tell me that seems a bit low considering they just throw the ball all the time. So I'm, I'm kind of hedging it with what I talked about there with DFS, but with everything going in the mojo, I think he hits over 300 or gets close to it pretty pretty easily. What do you guys think? Did we mention that these are all prize picks? Lines? Right. Just just want to make sure that everybody knew that we were talking prize picks. Yep. 253 and a half on prize picks as of right now. Over or under, more or less – Brady. 253. I'll probably take the over. I don't know that Miami can push him if we're talking about. I don't know if Miami can push him, but yeah, I'm taking the over. Go ahead. Okay. Taking the slightly taking the over. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I, I'd go slightly over there. Um, but same concern that it's just a blowout and they call off the dogs. I don't think they're going to call off anything. I think it's playoff time and they're just going to make a proven point. 
Plus, they haven't been blowing anybody out. I mean, they've been keeping stuff pretty damn close. So um, this is true. So I mean, it may be a little different than you think. So that's why I went more. I think he gets at least two seventy five, beats it by almost twenty twenty five. All right, next one, number two, is your sunshine boy passing prop more or less one and a half for Trevor Lawrence. I put the more. What do you think, Brady? I'll take over because ETN's been uh, catching the ball lately, and I do think the Chargers can um, push the pace a little bit. What do you think, Joe? I mean, I'm a little worried about that Chargers defense, honestly. They got Bosa coming off the edge. They got Derwin's finally healthy. They got a cornerback coming back. If I if I have to pick an over-under there, I would probably go over just because I think that game could – be more of a shootout and i don't see them running it in um yep yeah and that's kind of where i was going i thought exactly like the defensive ends mac and bosa i have a feeling that they've won last time 38 to 10 but i could see uh, jacksonville you know having being struggling a little bit and having to play a little catch up or being a shootout it seemed more leaning that way so all he needs is two throwing touchdowns and last time he did this he did three so there's a little wiggle room. He threw for 330 yards. Yeah. Last time they played. Mm. Last time they played each other. All right. Next one, number three, Mr. Barkley projected rushing yards. Now I was torn between this projection and his touchdown projection. So projected rushing yards, 73 and a half, more or less. Brady. I'm taking the over because I think they're literally going to run all over uh, Minneapolis. And I think they're just going to keep handing the dude the ball, taking the under on that game as well. Uh, but I do think he will uh, run the ball a ton. Nice, nice two cents on the under on the yep, game. Nice. Yep. That's a freebie. BDJ, give us some big takes on this one. I feel like that number is pretty spot on, honestly. Um, well, let me give you some. The last time they played a few weeks back, he had 84 rushing yards on like 21 attempts. See, that's what worries me. He only had 84 on 21 attempts. Right, but knowing you, you and I are on the same wavelength as this, 73 seems pretty spot on, or 73.5. But the thing about the Saquon is, is he's going against a really bad defense, and I think they're going to not let Daniel Jones run as much. They're trying not to, but he all it takes is one big one from Barkley, and it breaks this. I mean, that's, mm. I just feel like all it's going to take is one, but – I think it's right on. So I gave him the edge. I think he gets at least 80 yards. So that gives me a eight, you know, six and a half yard cushion. And so the prop, so you tell me, would, the other one I was tor- torn with this, and she only can play in prize picks, one person per prop is the touchdowns. It was like more or less half a rushing touchdown. Yeah. I mean, if, if they get in there, he's definitely, I mean, if they get down in the red zone and inside the five or the 10, he's obviously getting the touches. So. What do you think? You think he gets more? I mean, if you think they're going to get down there, I don't hate it. Which one do you like more, the rushing or the or the rushing touchdown? I just think touchdown bets are so fluky. They, yeah, they are. I rough. mean, it we've is. seen guys run for hundred plus yards and never get a touchdown. Right, but that's, that's but you got to remember this is the playoffs now. This isn't. I mean, this is where people's contracts and their livelihoods on the line as far as their I career. Just, I don't think you're going to get stupid stuff like Brita getting in there and stealing a rep. I think it's like no, Joe I said, 10-yard line, it's Barkley three times in a row or whatever. So which one do you like? Which prop do you like better? I think you're less likely to see Barkley get it and get like a break off a 30-yard run and him come out when they get down to the two on that run. Right, right. But, I mean, if he's breaking off a big one, then he's probably getting over the yardage too. So. So you guys can answer my question. Which one do you like better? I'm taking the yardage. Yeah, I'd probably go yardage just because. By the way, by the way, just to run it back a little bit, last time the Chargers played the Jags, I know it's week three, but the Jags beat the Chargers by 28 points, and Trevor Lawrence did have three passing touchdowns, and they weren't playing anywhere close to as well as they are now. He threw four. 262 yards, three touchdowns, That's what it was. Yeah, 28 attempts. Yeah. So, um, and then as far as um, Minnesota, I mean, are you worried about Minnesota's defense? No, not at all. No, not, not really. All right. Next one, Brandon. I don't even know what you ended up there, but I know where I'm going. Well, so, so the funny thing is, is like, is it's kind of the Barkley kind of hedges in my price picks with my DFS. 
you know, because if I go Vanilla Vic like BDJ does. So either way, I'm, you know, hitting on something, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, that's how we do it. And then we end up somehow losing in both. I don't get it. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number four. We, we, hey, wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. Let's look at rushing yards against Minnesota over the last several weeks. 118, 163, 126, 171, 134, 120. Last team to go for under 100 yards against um, Minneapolis was the Patriots in week 12 when they went for 45, 33 to 26. Still a high-scoring affair. Yep. Yep. So I'm with you, or I mean, I'm with me is what I mean. I'm with me. I'm going with yardage on Barkley. What's your next one? That's only three out of six. That's right. We're past the halfway mark. It's going to be a whole show. It is. Okay, so sticking <laughs> with the same game, I got the next prop. Justin Jefferson. I was torn between this prop and another prop. Justin Jefferson perceived or projected receiving yards, 91 and a half. BDJ more or less. I'm going over. I'm going less. Ooh, why? I'm not believing it. I'm not buying just Justin Jefferson right now. I know Justin Jefferson's like a top five re- receiver in the league. You're not buying I'm it. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not buying Kirk Cousins. I'm not buying Minnesota either. Wow. I'm not having it. Listen, I can hear I'm not buying Kirk Cousins, but Justin Jefferson's a monster. Yeah, he he only, he had a record, almost a record-setting year, dude. I'm not impressed. Freezing cold takes exposed. Here comes Brady. I'm not impressed. There comes Brady. He's drinking cold ones and giving cold <laughs> Listen, takes. Listen, 38 but, uh, the last week, 15 the week before, went for 133. It doesn't It doesn't matter. We're not talking DFS. We're talking yardage right now. I'm taking the under. Okay. So the other prop that I was – it was either the yardage or it was his receiving touchdowns, more or less than a half a touchdown. It's too fluky for me. I'm staying away from that one. Okay, Joe. I just love Justin Jefferson this week, so I would probably take the yards, but uh, that's just because I'm a pansy and don't take touchdown bets yeah. on any games, really. So yeah, well, I mean, they're that game's going to probably have a lot of touchdowns, anyways, and he's probably going to get one. But I felt like 91 yards, as much as he's targeted by Kirk Cousins, was pretty safe. Right, and he's only going to get more targets this week because it's the playoffs. Exactly. That's that's exactly why I was thinking that too. So you know who you know who bets an under on a top five receiver and says that he's worried about it. It's Brady. A clown. Mm, nice. <laughs> Watch this. Watch. I'm going. Let's go. Next one. <laughs> Next I like one. how the segment is Brian is uh, Brandon sexy six pack, and then I go opposite all of them. No, you went to you went. To, that's why you don't have a sexy six pack. Yeah. No, that's is true. You got a six pack of flat tires. <laughs> okay, next one. Next one, same game. This is number five. Projected passing yards: Daniel Vanillovic Jones, two thirty-eight and a half, more or less. Oh Dude. no! What's up, Joe? Oh no! Uh, I mean, listen, I'm hey, not. Brady. I'm not taking Vanillovic because I. I think he's going to throw for a billion yards. I think he's got the rushing upside, and I'm hoping he gets in the end zone hey, with his legs or throws a couple. And that's true, too. But, uh, Brady, go ahead and pull up his stats against Minnesota last time they played. Here we go. Daniel Jones? Yeah, three weeks ago. Mr. Vanilla Vic. Isn't that about the time that um, he got that nickname? Yep. In week 16, uh, when the Vikings won 27 to 24, and Daniel Jones threw for 334 yards. That's it. Did I tell you guys to take Vanilla Vic this week, or did I tell you guys to take Vanilla Vic this week? You're right. welcome. Hey, but we're okay. talking we're talking prize picks. How many yards did you just three, say? Three, four. 334. That's almost 100 yards more, like, as a cushion. And you're telling me that all of a sudden – He's not going to throw that against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Okay, now you're making me question my Barkley yardage, though. No, the the, the yardage and rushing does nothing. He still hit his over too. But my point is, is if this game's a shootout, what are the what are the chances he's not getting over this prop? So my point is, is why right now before it gets closer to time, I think you're going to see some numbers move, um, like they always do. But I think, I mean, some of these seem just a hair too low. Like, if you put that at, like, 249, it'd be a little bit different. But 238 and a half, 
for me, doesn't scare me considering who they're playing. But that's just me. I don't know what you guys think. Um, he threw for 334 and had one passing touchdown. I mean, that's not ideal. But listen, the man puts up a good point. See, here's what you guys always ask, like the same thing I do with NBA with price picks. I look at when they played each other the last time, if it's applicable. And everybody's like, well, you can't do that because it may not. Well, yeah, it's not going to be the exact same, but guaranteed that it's going to be pretty similar. Going against what I've said this whole time, what about Daniel Jones passing, rushing, receiving TDs one and a half, more or less? Well, last time he barely beat it, but I, I like my cushion of 100 yards difference like even if he doesn't play nearly as well passing and he throws for 50 less yards he still beats this over that's where i that's my logic with that versus a touchdown where he only beat it by one or a half you know what i mean yeah okay final one sexiest of the six. Oh boy this one might be puked to you guys but this is all brady all day i just love that you're selling the sexy six pack so much passing prop number six Passing prop, 247 and a half, more or less, Dak, Pres- oh Dak Prescott. I wish they had interception props on him because I would take the over, over yeah, 15 times. Game, yeah. yeah, Give me the under. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you taking the under on Dak's I'm, passing I'm, yards? I'm, I'm putting more. I think they're behind. He's got to throw all the time, and that's just – ever since he's came back, they throw it. They don't run the ball nearly like they did when Cooper Rush was out playing, so – I'm, give me the over. That's my, that's, this is my wild card. This is like, I feel like the other ones, they're all going to hit. And this one's kind of up in the air, but I didn't want to have too many in, you know, in the one game where I think it's going to be a shootout. So this, we were, we were going for 25 X and we we're going to settle for two X. Is that what you're telling me? I'm not settling at all. I went over. <laughs> I'm going for it. <laughs> Sounds like you're settling a little bit. Joe, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the, um, Dak. Listen, I don't like it, but I mean, it's, a, it's sound reasoning. If if you think Tampa Bay is leading in this game, then they're throwing to come back. I just okay. I don't know that he's getting to two seventy six. Right. So Tampa Bay stops the run. Okay. So that's what their specialty is. So here's what here's where I'm looking. Okay. So besides last week, which was just a what a stupid week that was. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he's throwing the ball over 30, 31 times a game, which is quite a bit considering the two running backs that they use. But take this. In the last one, two, three, four, five, six, five out of the last six games, he has hit over 250 yards plus. Mm. I mean, but that's not 275. He doesn't need 275. He needs 247 and a half. Oh, 247. Okay. I am apparently hearing dyslexic. Uh, I mean, 247 is not as bad. Uh, I, yeah, if it was 275, I'd say, hell no. Let's take that. It almost is like yeah, the opposite. I, mean, I feel like, yeah, let's take the less. There's no way. Which Tom Brady's it, is it, 275. How do you feel about that against? I don't feel as confident about that as I do Dax. I mean, I think, I think Tom Brady's going to throw for more than Dax this game. Unless, unless it gets into a situation that Tampa Bay just gets up early and they're running the ball out and Dak's trying See, to come back the whole game. Uh, that would be the logical thing, but the problem is the head coaching, I don't think that they're going to – I don't think uh, – who's the Tampa Bay head coach again? Um, yep. What's his name? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, he's more of a run dude, and I don't think the play calling is there, whereas Mike McCarthy just likes to sling it around – or Kellen Moore likes to sling it around more. I knew when Dak came back, this was going to be happening. And actually, he's only missed this prop since he's been back. He's only missed it twice. That's not and bad. Last, last week That's being something. one of them. So, I mean, this is kind of my thought process, how I go through these. It's not like math where you like look. I just look at all the stats, who they go up against, what type of defenses, kind of make – let me let me tell you my thought process. Find the guy with a penis nickname Whoa. and take the over. I'm going Big Cock Brock, total passing yards, 220, over, smash it. If we could not, like, can we go a week and not say cock, dick, or penis? <laughs> Did we? 
I don't think we've ever said penis. Well, we just did. You just said it. When? Happy playoff, boys. You were like, find the guy with the penis nickname. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. And go over. I got Big Cock Brock. Well, you know, with Big Cock Brock, he likes those six bangers. You know what I'm saying? Hey, listen, that uh, impersonation of me was just spot on. Chef's kiss. Yeah, it was amazing. (laughs) Joe, while we're at it, real quick, let's go ahead and uh, pick one more since we're just in playoff mode and going way over time, go ahead and um, let's each pick a game. The uh, big cock pick of the, the, the powerful Mm. penis pick of the week. Mm. Uh, What game are you going where? Uh, Brandon, do you have one right off the top? I'm going bucks and the spread. Take the point in the bucks. I don't believe the Cowboys. I think, they're fakers, dude. I'm just not buying it. So I'm all out on Dallas. Um, all I don't think the Bucks are going to go past that. But uh, give me Tampa Bay and Tom Brady Monday night in the playoffs uh, with the points on Monday evening. Who's up next? Well, I mean, I'll go, and I'm going to go the opposite of you. I think Dallas goes in there and beats them. You think they cover? Yeah. Are they the are they the favorites? Yeah, by three. Yeah, I, I think that. I, well, it's a playoffs. It's Tom Brady. I think it's gonna come down. I think it's gonna come down to a field goal. I don't know if they cover, but I think they get the win. So you're taking Dallas money line and Joe. I'm taking. I'm taking the Chargers to cover the two. Oh, I thought you were gonna take Dolphins, dude. I mean, I was. I was debating taking uh, vanilla big dick Vic. <laughs> with the cock that rocks. Does he look like he had? I mean, look at that guy. There. He probably has a big schlonger. Look at that guy. You think? Look at his face. He just looks confident, man. I mean, what else did he trip over on that 85-mile-yard <laughs> exactly, run to the house that he fell on the five? He, that's why he's so fast for being a white guy. It's, like, unusual. Usually, he's got that third leg rolling in there. Hey, me and him, that's the thing. Wait, what? Simpatico. Exactly. Can confirm, Brady. Slow. <laughs> All right. That's uh, week one of the playoffs. Um, I can't wait to see. I really think we're going to have to run this back and see who did what. I just dumped my entire prize picks bankroll on uh, on your sexy six pack. So What's your entire bankroll? Five bucks? Yep. Uh, 25. Lodo bros. There you go. Going for 625. Right. Let's, Let's go. go. Enjoy that 50 bucks. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. Follow us on Twitter. Blah, blah, blah. Thanks for listening. If you want more of this excitement that you hear, the the palpable intensity that JKNKC brings to a microphone, find him on Twitch if you can handle the heat, if you can handle the intensity. And if you hit big, thank Captain Caterpillar, Mr. Brandon there. Um, and then I'm Brady. Follow us on Twitter. All that good stuff. You know, whatever. Uh, best of luck. Thanks for listening this week. Go catch you a bag. Lodo broke. <laughs> <laughs>